You're listening to another football episode of Tap Outs and Touchdowns with your guy, Bully Rye. That's right, everybody. Welcome to a new football episode of Tap Outs and Touchdowns. It's your guy, Bully Rye. Probably recording a show in the earliest of the day. I have done it in quite some time. It is 4.15 on Wednesday, November 30th, the last day of November. We are getting into the Christmas Hanukkah season. It is the holidays, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but before we can get to the holidays, we got to get through some football. And your guy had a great weekend. Uh, let's just say, um, you know what? Let's save it. Let's go ahead and get into the pregame warm-up, shall we? Uh, some fantastic football that we witnessed last week in what was the last weekend of the regular season in most of college football. Yeah, you've got Army-Navy in a couple weeks. You do have a couple, I think it was one or two, um, non-conference championship games that take place this weekend. But it was rivalry weekend in college football last weekend. And boy, howdy, as my wrestling co-host would say, we had some, some doozies of football games. So let's get right into the uh, NCAA recap here in the pregame warm-up. Um, you get Ohio State-Michigan, a noon kickoff game. The second consecutive year was a noon kickoff. I think this may just be a Big Ten tradition. Maybe it's because Fox wants their prime time to be the noon kickoffs. Michigan taking on Ohio State, and for the second straight year, Michigan dominates Ohio State. 45-23 to 23 winners are the Michigan Wolverines. They will play in the Big Ten Championship against Purdue, and that's one of the games we're going to pick in the second half of this show. Let's move right along here. Uh, Out of the Pac-12, Oregon, Oregon State, uh, another really good, really entertaining game. Oregon State mounts a comeback and knocks off Oregon 38-34. to Not a Pac-12 game, but a Pac-12 team. You get Southern Cal and Notre Dame. Notre Dame looking to play spoiler to Southern Cal, who was looking for a playoff bid, comes up short. Southern Cal beats Notre Dame in a classic 38-27. to The ACC Coastal Division winners coming off of a, a loss last week to Georgia Tech, looking to build some momentum going into the ACC Championship game against Clemson. But North Carolina loses their second straight, this time to North Carolina State. Double overtime, 30-27 to losers are the Tar Heels. So now they go into that ACC championship game, game riding a two-game losing streak. Um, elsewhere in the ACC, and this is a couple of SEC-ACC matchups, um, I'll just say really quickly, Georgia Tech dominated by Georgia. Um, but this game happened on Friday. It was a battle of the uh, of the Florida, I guess. Florida versus Florida State. Florida State would outlast Florida 45-38. to 38. Uh, Man, Florida did everything they could to stay in that game and just could not make it happen elsewhere in the sec all mississippi state got off to another banger um and unfortunately it was sort of marred with rumors that lane kiffin was leaving to go to auburn those rumors not true as auburn has now hired hugh freeze as the head football coach and has also hired cadillac williams as the associate head coach for the effort that he put in at the end of the season but we're not talking about auburn uh, we're talking mississippi state Ole miss Ole Miss upset by Mississippi State in the Egg Bowl. 24-22 to winners are the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Um, Elsewhere, again, the AAC, you get Tulane taking on Cincinnati, another really good team out of that conference. 
Tulane will play in the championship game for the AAC this weekend. They knock off Cincinnati 27 to 24. Another upset in the SEC as Missouri shocks Arkansas and wins that game 29 to 27. What a season people expected out of Arkansas. And early on, it looked like they were the real deal and they sort of fell off. Um, granted, uh, they, they've had their ups and downs, but this was a down as Missouri gets the win here. And then the biggest, maybe the biggest shocker of the weekend, Texas A&M, a non-bowl team, going to LSU, LSU with a playoff berth on the line. If they win this game against Texas A&M and they win the SEC championship game, they are in the playoffs. But they overlook Texas A&M and they lose this game 38-23. to The game was close and Texas A&M got a turnover and sort of broke open this game in the second half. And Texas A&M shocks, shocks everybody. And now LSU out of the playoff talks. Uh, they will play, still play for the SEC championship. And we're going to pick that game in the second half of the show. Uh, but I digress. LSU out of the playoff hopes a week after Tennessee was knocked out of playoff hopes. And another playoff hopeful is knocked out of contention. And this is the best news I have ever given on this show. And if you have been living under a rock, you would not know but one of the greatest things to happen in college football this season, the week after South Carolina dominates a top five Tennessee, they go on the road and for the first time in school history, knock off another top 10 team. Uh, and this time their in-state rival, the Clemson Tigers. Oh my goodness, how fun was this game? If you didn't watch it, this was probably the best game between these two teams that we've seen in the last 10 years. South Carolina snaps a seven-game losing streak against Clemson, snaps a 40-game home-winning streak for Clemson, and 68 straight games where Clemson led at the half. They did not lose. That was snapped as well. South Carolina beats Clemson 31-30, to and for all intents and purposes, this game should have been a lot, a lot wider of a margin. Um Again, you've probably seen highlights, but I'm going to give them to you anyway. South Carolina, to, to on the third drive of the game, the second South Carolina drive, Spencer Rattler throws a pick six. There's seven points for you. Uh, later in that half, um, South Carolina would uh, get uh, essentially an intentional grounding in the end zone uh, for a safety when, they, when Rattler just couldn't get the ball quite to a receiver uh, that was running his route. And then right before halftime on a fourth down, South Carolina hits a big play on fourth and one to get the ball down to the one-yard line. But a couple plays later, Rattler throws another interception, this time in the end zone. That's a 16-point swing, folks. This game very easily could have been 38-21. Uh, to 21. Like, that's how that's how far apart this game could have been. They held uh, DJ Uyunglele to under 100 yards passing for the game. They held Clemson's offense to just 85 total yards in the second half. South Carolina, again, uh, I'm going to homer when the time comes. But South Carolina, the last two weeks of the season, made a, made a statement that they can play with anybody uh, given the right preparation, the right motivation. Um, and it just goes to show, I think, that this program is finally on that trajectory that we hoped for uh, post-Spurrier era. So uh, congratulations to my alma mater, my Gamecocks of South Carolina, for quite possibly the two biggest wins back-to-back uh, -back in program history. Once again, the week before, they took Tennessee out of the playoffs. This week, they've taken Clemson 
out of the playoffs. They finished the season eight and four and now await bowl season. Rumors are, uh, again, not that you really cared. Rumors are either Illinois in the, I think it's the Rolaya Quest Bowl, formerly the Outback Bowl, uh, Notre Dame in the Gator Bowl. And there was one other um, one other rumor out there that I, I don't remember off the top of my head. But what a season for my Gamecocks. But look bleak starting one and three, able to finish eight and four. Um, just outstanding, outstanding uh, uh, turn of events for my alma mater. Uh, but yeah, that was your college football weekend. Let's quickly go through the NFL so that we can get our first break and get to the first half. Where we're going to go over fantasy football. Um, the NFL, you had a, a couple of, of I wouldn't know if you call them entertaining games. I know the first game on Thanksgiving Day was a banger, but the Bills survived the Lions on Thanksgiving Day, 28 to 25. I saw a meme somewhere on the internet that said, uh, there's like two things that you can always count on is that life always comes to an end and the Lions always lose on Thanksgiving. <laughs> That's a Lions fan. That was truly hurtful, uh, but also very truthful. So the Lions once again fall on Thanksgiving to the Bills. Um, listen, the Broncos, man, they just gave Russell Wilson a lot of money. And Russell Wilson is just, well, not just Russell Wilson. This offense is awful. The Broncos could not beat the Panthers, who were playing their third quarterback this season in Sam Darnold. The Panthers win 23-10, to 10, and they're like a game and a half outside of first place, if you can believe it, in the NFC South. Just outstandingly how outstanding how bad the NFC South is. Um, we'll get back to the South here in a minute. Uh, but for right now, let's go uh, Tua. I believe Tua Tungavailoa is now 10-0 and in games uh, this season where he starts and finishes in the game. The Dolphins beat the Texans 30-15. to uh, Listen, I was, I was a big I – was I was an advocate for the Dolphins this season going in. I was ad, an advocate for Tua Tungavailoa. Um, I, I can't wait until, until I do the season recap where I get to kind of go through what my predictions were preseason, because I'm pretty sure I had the Dolphins towards the top, not at the top, but towards the top of that division. I believe I had them finishing second in their division. And if I'm not mistaken, they're at the top of the division right now. Uh, so another big win for the Dolphins. Um, the Jets bench Zach Wilson. And behind Mike White at quarterback, they fly, man. They beat the Bears 31-10. to 10. I should also mention no Justin Fields in this game. Um, so not really surprised at that score. Um, getting back to the NFC South, as I promised, the Bucks, the Tampa Bay Bucks, leading the NFC South right now, losing overtime to the Cleveland Browns, twenty-three to seventeen. Um, pretty exciting game. As someone who had Amari Cooper running for him on his fantasy team, I had a, I had a unique interest in that game, and, and it didn't disappoint. Uh, what did disappoint were the Ravens. Losing another close game this week to the Jaguars, twenty-eight to twenty-seven. The Jags knock off Baltimore. Um, the Raiders have been bad all season, but they somehow were able to get a win this week, upset the Seattle Seahawks in overtime, forty to thirty-four. And finally, on Sunday Night Football, the Eagles were able to hold off the Packers in a high-scoring affair, forty to thirty-three. This game was exciting. However, Aaron Rodgers would injure would, would get injured in this game. You would see Jordan Love come in to finish the game. Um, I guess his X-rays have come back negative. It was a rib injury, and so Aaron Rodgers expects to play this week. Um, but uh, when you've only got one real star on that offense, and Aaron Rodgers, and he goes down for an injury, of course you're going to be a little concerned. Uh, but here we are. 
uh, Packers lose again, um, uh, this time trying to keep up with the Eagles and just couldn't do it. There's your football recap of last week. Uh, that's the end of the pregame warm-up. We're going to take a first break. When we come back, we are going to kick off the show and get into the first half. Bullies, buys, and sells, and I'll be honest, last week was pretty disappointing, especially because a running back that I bought in on uh, did not even play. Um, his hip injury was worse than I expected. Leonard Fournette didn't play, so that was an automatic L, but I traded it off for two, play two people that I sold on uh, did not play, so it was two automatic dubs, uh, but still finishing the week four and four. When we come back, we're going to show where we are in the season or where I am in the season, and I'm going to give you a whole new list of bullies, buys, and sells from the NFL week 13, so stick around. We'll be right back right here on Tap House and Touchdowns. Established in 2008, One Stop Repairs in North Charleston, South Carolina is your one-stop shop for all your electronic repair needs. Specializing in cell phones, tablets, computers, laptops, and game consoles, One Stop Repairs offers reputable and quality service with the quickest turnaround time and most competitive prices in the Lowcountry. You can find them on Google with an exceptional 4.9 star rating or on Facebook or by searching One Stop Repairs. That's the number one, One Stop Repairs. Call today for a quote at 843-343-6310. That's the number one, One Stop Repairs. All right, everybody, welcome back to the first half of the show. Uh, it's your guy, Bully Ryan. We're talking bullies, buys, and sells for week 13. Once again, four and four on last week. Um, did not have a did not have a good week. I haven't had a good few weeks. Um, listen, I came close on a lot of plays, players, though, man. Like I said, um, I, I bought in on Fournette, uh, didn't play. I, I bought in on Alave, Chris Alave from the from the Saints. The Saints were shut out, but he had 11.2 points. So one more catch, he probably would have hit that projection. Uh, Gerald Everett, probably the biggest disappointment. Um, because, again, when, when you're missing players on an offense in, in, in Los Angeles, you expect somebody to step up, and Everett was not the one. Um, once again, I sold on two guys, Fields and Mixon, that ne neither played. Um, I sold on Hopkins, and he was, he was kind of right there on the cusp, too. Two points over projection. Um, but I, I did get it right with Dawson Knox. Um, so, yeah, that I haven't updated on our season, on, on my season uh, total so far. Uh, so after a four and four week, I am 53 and 43 on the season in bullies, buys, and sells. So I'm giving you better advice than I'm not giving you. So um, let's get started in the first half uh, with bullies, buys for week 13. And let's start off at quarterback, uh, New York Jets quarterback, not Zach Wilson. I mentioned it in the, in the opening or the, the pregame warmup, Mike White. Is currently projected 17 points. And listen, Mike White went off last week. He got the start over Joe Flacco and Zach Wilson. Scores 30-plus against the Bears team. Now he gets a Vikings defense, allowing the eighth most points to opposing quarterbacks. Uh, and they just gave up 382 yards, two touchdowns, and got no interceptions from a flailing Matt Mac Jones. From New England, that's right. Mac Jones threw for almost 400 yards against the Vikings. I uh, love Mike White to do the same thing here. Um, I should, I, I, I would be remiss 
considering that he's got sort of a bad matchup on paper, I'd be remiss if I didn't give an honorable mention here in uh, Cleveland Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson. We're gonna we're gonna pick that game in the second half, uh, but Deshaun Watson finally off his suspension uh, gets to make his debut for the Browns, and he gets to do it in the in the town that made him famous from a National Football League standpoint. He is going to Houston in a revenge game. Um, we all know how it ended in Houston. And uh, while that is not my buy this week, I would not be surprised if I saw Deshaun Watson go off this week uh, in spite of playing the Texans. Uh, let's go to running back here, shall we? Uh, speaking of the Texans, let's go to their running back. Damian Pierce projected 14.9 points. Uh, you know, I mentioned I think Watson's going to have a really big game. Houston's going to have to do everything they can to slow, slow him down. Um, and the way they do that is getting the ball to Damian Pierce. Cleveland is allowing the third most points to opposing running backs in fantasy. Uh, but you kind of worried because Damian Pierce has had two dud weeks. But prior to that, he had hit this, this projection, 14.9 points, in five of his last seven games prior to these two dud weeks. I think he bounces back this week. I think Houston makes it a point to rely on the run game, keep the ball out of Deshaun Watson's hands. And Damian Pierce will go over his projection this week. Um, my wide receiver. You can't buy in with a quarterback and not buy into a wide receiver. Now let's stick with the Jets. Garrett Wilson projected 13.9 points. Uh, not only are the Vikings giving up the eighth most points to quarterbacks, they're also giving the fifth most points to wide receivers, which sort of tracks. It makes sense. The volume was already there for Garrett Wilson, uh, even without Mike White. But he duplicated his touchdown totals on the season in just one game with Mike White at quarterback. I think another big day is ahead for Garrett Wilson, which is why I'm buying him this week. Uh, next up, a guy that we have not talked a lot about in fantasy relevancy all season. Um, but I mentioned his quarterback a couple of times, so we might as well go with tight end for the Cleveland Browns. David Njoku only projected 10.5 points this week. Uh, once again, Watson, uh, beat, beat a dead horse at this point. Watson makes his Browns debut. And I think that he's going to be a better ball distributor to everyone on this team than Jacoby Brissett was. Um, meaning that David Njoku is in line for some work. Combine that with Houston allowing the 14th most points to tight ends. I've got a feeling that Njoku is going to find the end zone this week. Give me David Njoku. If you need a streaming tight end, um, not, I can't imagine who you would lose this week. Um, but I, I, I like David and Joku. If you need someone to plug in, uh, give me all the David and Joku this week. Um, so let's recap bullies buys from quarterback, running back, receiver, tight end, quarterback, New York Jets, Mike White, Houston running back, Damian Pierce, Jets wide receiver, Garrett Wilson, and Browns tight end, David and Joku. And with that being said, let's go into the second quarter here. Bully sells for week 13. Um, some big names on here uh, to start off with. Let's go with quarterback. Tampa Bay Bucks quarterback Tom Brady projected 19.4 points. Um, listen, Brady had his second best fantasy output of the season, albeit in that loss last week to Cleveland. But if history says anything, Tom Brady does not play New Orleans well. In the regular season, already the season they played, and he only managed 11.4 points. That's 190 yards 
with a touchdown and a fumble lost. I really hate him and the Bucs this week. I know that New Orleans got shut out last week by the 49ers, but the short, they also only allowed 13 points to the 49ers in that shutout. Uh, listen, um, you're probably not starting Tom Brady, and that's really crazy to say. But if you've had Tom Brady, it, it doesn't really make sense to start him over some of the other guys who have been high booms all season. Um, I'm selling Tom Brady this week. Uh, we're going to stick in this game when we talk running back. And I'm not talking about Leonard Fournette that I got wrong buying in on this week. I'm talking about the other team. Uh, New Orleans Saints running back Alvin Kamara is projected 16.3 points. Uh, when you look at this matchup, Tampa Bay ranks third against running backs. And Kamara didn't even play the first time these teams met uh, due to injury earlier this season. Through the most recent four-game stretch, Kamara exceeded uh, exceeded this projection. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Forgive me. Through a four-game stretch, Kamara exceeded this projection uh, every week. Um, but since a 42-point outing against Las Vegas, Kamara hasn't scored 42 points combined in the last four weeks. I think it's going to be more of the same for him this week. Uh, he's going to go under 16 points. I wouldn't be surprised if we were maybe barely over double digits here for Alvin Kamara, which is why I'm selling him this week. Another wide receiver that kind of kills me because I got to start him this week uh, is Philadelphia Eagles wide receiver Devontae Smith. He's currently projected 13 points. Um, I'm, again, perhaps trying to use some reverse psychology here, uh, but in a high-scoring game with Green Bay, Devontae Smith only had four receptions on nine targets for a mere 50 yards. That's good for nine points on the game and that saw Philadelphia score 40 points. Um, he also gets a phenomenal matchup. They're playing Tennessee, allowing the second most points to a wide receivers. But Smith has been inconsistent at best all season long. I think this is going to be a huge game for A.J. Brown. Not so much Devontae Smith. I'm selling Devontae Smith and his 13 points this week. Uh, finally, at tight end, this should come to no surprise, especially considering that the Rams are just completely decimated. It was announced earlier today that Aaron Donald would not play in this game. Matt Stafford did not practice today due to his concussion protocol. Cooper Cup is still on IR. This team is just beat up. We've already talked about the offensive line woes. And the offensive line woes were so bad uh, that the tight end that I'm selling this week basically lined up as an extra blocker last week. And that's Tyler Higby somehow projected 9.3 points this week. Um, however... Another favorable matchup here, taking on Seattle, allowing the second most points to tight ends. But Higby didn't see a single target last week. He's being used, again, once again, as another blocker for this beat-up offensive line, trying to get the offense going. Um, not to mention, again, Stafford's not going to play this week. Um, everybody on that Rams offense is basically on notice. Like, you, somebody's got to step up, but it's not going to be Higby. The Rams have completely fallen off bad. Since they won the Super Bowl last year, a lot of it due to injury, but I, I would not touch Tyler Higby this week in fantasy. Uh, so let's recap the second quarter here. Bully sells quarterback, running back, receiver, tight end. Tampa Bay Bucks quarterback, Tom Brady. New Orleans Saints running back, Alvin Kamara. Philadelphia Eagles wide receiver, Devontae Smith. And LA Rams tight end, Tyler Higby. Uh, there's your buys and sells. Now, we're going to take a short break. We come back. We're going to get the second half. We're going to talk Frick's picks games of the week. 
your guy had a phenomenal week picking games last week, and he kind of made a little bit of money. Don't tell nobody. Uh, I'll tell you all about that and more when we come back right here on Tap House and Touchdowns. That's right, everybody. Welcome back to the second half of the show. And Bullies, uh, Frick's Picks, I should say, game of the week. Uh, it's your guy, Bully Rye. Uh, once again, we're going to do a little quick recap. Um, last week on this show, I picked, eight, as I do every week, eight games against the spread. Your guy hit seven of them. That's right, seven of them. The only game that I got wrong last week was the one non-Thanksgiving Day uh, NFL game. I got, I'm, I'm looking it up now, the Bengals and Titans were the only game that I got wrong. Um, preseason, I made a bet on the Clemson-Carolina game, hit that bet. Uh, after we beat Tennessee, I doubled it with somebody else, hit that bet. And uh, I got a friend who has uh, someone who, let's just say, someone who does a parlay card. And for the first time ever, uh, first time this season, I hit my parlay this week. So your boy came into some came into some wins last week, and I think I'm going to help you out again this week. But before we get into picking games, uh, let's let's get into the recap once again. Seven and one on the, le- on the week last week brings my overall season record 48, 43, and five against the spread on the season. And let's look into ESPN.com's uh, pick pickskin pick'em standings. First in college, we have a new number one in the standings. Volley Polly past Jay Buck is what I'm going to affectionately refer to him as on this show. Volley Polly of Polly's Pick'em's podcast. Make sure you go like and subscribe if you want to hear him talk some football. 75 and 52 in the college ranks on the season. Jay Buck down to number two. He's only one game back headed into conference championship weekend. Jay Buck at 74 and 54. And your guy, Billy Rice, steady at number three, 73 and 55. And Buck. Uh, Jay Buck's brother, 71 and 56. And then Potsy again, not making picks anymore. Still at 43 and 33. No changes in the NFL pigskin pick them standings. Everybody has stayed put where they were at. Let's go over records. Your guy, Bully Rye, sitting in number one spot, 109 and 65. Greek sits at number two, 107 and 22. I'm sorry, 102, 107 and 72. Uh, Volley Polly, 101 and 78. Buck in fourth place at 93 and 79 and Sam in fifth at 92 and 69. It's hard to believe that I've picked over a hundred games right in the NFL, but there have been a lot of games picked. I mean, if you look 174 games have been played in the NFL this season, which is astounding to me. Um, And we've still got some time left here in the regular season, but there is no more regular season in college football. Uh, We are getting Frick's picks conference championship weekend here in college football. Um, before we get into picks, there are some games that I'm not going to choose uh, to pick against. Um, so here's a couple of like like side notes, um, if you will, the footnotes, uh, if you want to call them that. Uh, first off, the AAC championship game, number 22 UCF against number 18 Tulane. Tulane is a three-and-a-half point favorite. Um, that's going to be a really fun game to watch if you get a chance to check it out. Uh, the Big Ten championship, once again, Purdue – Versus number two, Michigan. Um, listen, Michigan's a big favorite, and they should be. Purdue is eight and four. There's no way they win this game. And uh, somebody mentioned to me, I think I think it might have been my friend Aaron, uh, maybe not a friend of the show, but a friend of mine, um, mentioned that like 
the division that Michigan is in, in the Big Ten, is way too stacked. I mean, the fact that you've got Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, etc., in one division, uh, and and I mean, it's going to set up for Big Ten championship games like what we're getting this weekend. Uh, Michigan's going to blow out Purdue and and secure that number two spot here in the playoff. Um, so so yeah, not sure that's going to be a fun game to watch, but they want to make it clear that is it is a game to watch noon kickoff on Saturday. Let's get into the games we are going to pick. Let's start off with the Pac-12 because they play Friday night. Number 11, Utah versus number four, Southern Cal. USC, a three-point favorite in this game. Once again, Friday night kickoff at 8 p.m. Uh, Southern Cal has one loss on the season, and it's two. This Utah team, a one-point loss earlier this season. Southern Cal's not going to let this happen again. Uh, with a playoff berth on the line, this game reminds us why. The college football playoff didn't need to go all the way to 12 teams. Southern Cal gets their gets their loss back, uh, wins this game by a touchdown or more to avenge their only loss on the season and solidifies their, themselves as rightful number four in the college football playoff standings and make the college football playoffs. Give me the Trojans to win this game. Next up. Pretty disappointing looking at the ACC championship game here. Number 23, North Carolina versus number nine, Clemson. Clemson, an eight-point favorite, an 8 p.m. kickoff on Saturday night. Really weird how I'm going out of order as far as time goes. Um, but once again, both of these schools are coming off losses to end their season. Uh, North Carolina had two a game losing streak to Georgia Tech, NC State. Meanwhile, Clemson obviously lost to my Gamecocks last week. Um they should both travel well because the ACC championship game is in Charlotte. Charlotte's only about two and a half hours from Clemson, not far from Chapel Hill. Um, but listen, it's the first time these two teams have played since 2019. Clemson won that game 21 to 20. North Carolina, listen, has a bad defense. Um, and Clemson has a terrible passing game. Um, I think this game is not going to be a pretty one to watch. Give me North Carolina the cover, Clemson getting the dub. Um, it's not going to really do anything for Clemson winning the AC championship game. I heard the weirdest take earlier this week. I had a Clemson fan actually tell me that there was no reason, there's there's no purpose for an ACC championship game. It's like, I don't care about an ACC championship game. It's time to start Cade Club, Nick. Let's let go of DJ Uyunglele. Let's look forward to the future. And I said, dude, I have never heard anybody of any fan base want to completely forego any sort of championship to quote unquote, get ready for the future. Uh, so listen, Clemson fans hit at, get at me on Twitter at tap and TDs, facebook.com slash tap and touchdowns. Is this guy like, is this guy onto something like, does he have a legitimate gripe or am I right in thinking that he's crazy for completely just disregarding a championship? Uh, once again, North Carolina covers Clemson gets the win in the ACC championship game. Let's move over to the Big 12, a noon kickoff. Number 10, Kansas State. Number 13, TCU. TCU, a two-and-a-half-point favorite. In my opinion, this is going to be the best conference championship game we're going to see this weekend. Uh, Kansas State uh, lost to TCU in Week 8, a 38-28 to loss, only to follow up uh, with a shellacking of Oklahoma State. I believe that game was a shutout. Um, and then losing to Texas the following week. 
Uh, Kansas State having their best season in years, but TCU might be having their best season ever. Give me two TCU to cover this uh, two-and-a-half-point spread. Uh, they're going to win the Big 12, and they are going to solidify themselves as the true deserving number three, uh, uh, I guess, participant in the college football playoff. Uh, that would set up a TCU-Michigan game in the first round of the playoffs. And let's go ahead and get out the spoiler out of the way. The last game we're picking is the SEC championship game, a 4 o'clock kickoff, number 14 LSU at number one Georgia. Or say at number one Georgia. Well, it kind of is. They are playing in Atlanta. Number 14 LSU, number one Georgia. Georgia, a 17-and-a-half-point favorite. We've already mentioned in the open in the, the pregame warm-up of the show, LSU eyeing a college football playoff appearance with a win here, uh, but they lost and got embarrassed by Texas A&M in their season finale. Georgia is by far above and beyond the best team in college football this season. They're going to dominate this game. Uh, give me Georgia to cover this enormous spread, go in the playoff, and uh, be a heavy favorite to win it all. I mean, this giving my predictions here, uh, you're going to have Georgia – taking on Southern Cal in the first round, East Coast, West Coast. You're going to have TCU and Michigan, Big Ten, Big 12. I think it might be the first time since the college football playoff started that we get four teams from four different divisions in the playoff if this plays out. Uh, so really fun stuff there um, going into bowl season and the college football playoff. All right, folks, that's your conference championship game. Let's get into the fourth quarter here and the NFL picks not a lot of really intriguing games to watch out for the best will be the last one that we pick um but I guess let's just go ahead and get into it uh, a couple of teams that we probably shouldn't be picking on this game uh but I'm doing it because if, if I'm nothing than a homer uh is, is that how the saying goes if, if I'm nothing I'm a homer whatever you want to say it, however the saying goes Jacksonville Jaguars at the Detroit Lions Jacksonville, a one-and-a-half-point favorite, a one o'clock kickoff on Sunday. Um, again, we've already mentioned it. Lions lost on Thanksgiving. Um, there was a, they, were, they were just one, uh, one, one big play away from winning that game. They let Thanksgiving Day slip away to the Bills. Well, Jacksonville pulled off another masterful win over the Baltimore Ravens, the current leaders of the AFC North, uh, back in Week 12, uh, with their uh, game essentially a pickup. Uh, give me the homer pick and take Detroit. I think they're going to win this game at home. Um, they don't have much of a defense outside of their star uh, star rookie defensive end. Um, but I just – I don't know. I, I, I can't explain it. I just – I think Jacksonville hits lightning in a bottle and they come back down to earth every week. Um, give me the Lions here to win outright. Uh, next up, and I've talked about this game a ton on the show, so we're not going to spend a lot of time with here. Cleveland Browns at the Houston Texans. Cleveland, a seven-point favorite. Another 1 o'clock kickoff. Uh, again, I'm beating a dead horse at this point. Deshaun Watts finally makes his Browns debut uh, in a revenge game, no less, in the town that he made and betrayed his name. Given how things ended, Watson is out for literal blood, and the Browns ran away. Uh, I'm sorry, the Browns run away. Uh, with this one, can you tell that I'm, I'm sort of looking at my notes as I go along here? The Browns will run away with this one. Uh, give me Cleveland with the points. They're going to decimate terrible Texans. Uh, again, I like Damian Pierce in this game, but I don't like the Texans to win. Um, I, I think eventually you're going to get some 
some big plays from Deshaun Watson to Amari Cooper. You're going to get a touchdown out of David and Joku. Um, this offense is going to is going to show what they could have been all season had Watson played. Give me the Browns here over the Texans. Um, probably the most, maybe the second most intriguing game of the weekend, the Miami Dolphins at the San Francisco 49ers. The Niners, a four-point home favorite, a 4.05 kickoff on the West Coast. Uh, I, I mentioned it on the show, too. Tua undefeated in the games where he started and finished the season, but San Francisco has a legit defense and home field advantage. Uh, that being said, I think Miami uh, is, is going to come and get the upset here. Uh, give me the Dolphins to, to cover and win outright over the talented and healthy uh, at the moment 49ers offense. Um, listen, they only put 13 up last week against the Saints. Um I don't really know what, how to how to how to put it any other way. Miami's got an explosive offense, a better offense than New Orleans, um, and and I I love 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 the the same in the same breath that I hate West Coast teams playing one o'clock games on the East Coast. I love East Coast teams going out west and playing a late game. This is basically like a night game for. For uh, for for Miami, like a four oh five kickoff, um, that's it's it's going to be a that's a one o'clock kickoff on the West Coast, but like I don't know, it's it's going to be it's going to be a great day for the Dolphins. I think they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna take this win here. Uh, last but not least, this was probably the game of the weekend here. Case Kansas City Chiefs at the Cincinnati Bengals four twenty five kickoff. Kansas City a two point favorite. Uh, again, game of the weekend. You hope Jamar Chase plays to make it a better game. Uh, that being said, uh, it's Kansas City and everyone else in the NFL right now. Like you got a lot of really good teams, and then you've got Kansas City. Uh, two points on the road isn't all that much considering what the talent that Kansas City has. I think Kansas City covers and gets the win on the road Sunday afternoon. Give me the Chiefs. Well, folks, that's been a lot of talking to you. <laughs> a lot of a lot of. A word, word vomit, if you will. Um, hopefully you enjoyed this week's football show. Uh, if you haven't got a chance to go back and listen to uh, PJ, Steven, and I's last wrestling show where we reviewed Survivor Series 2020, and PJ actually gave sort of a, a story time in the main event of that show where he kind of discussed his experience at WrestleCade that took place in Winston-Salem, North Carolina over Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, coming up next week, we should be bringing you an AEW Full Gear review. Uh, unfortunately, I still have not gotten a chance to watch it. One of the reasons I'm recording this show so early today uh, is so that I can get my edits done, get it out to you, and try to catch Full Gear, at least part of it tonight, maybe the other half of it tomorrow before a busy weekend where I've got a wedding to go to on Friday. Uh, shout out to Christy and Dylan. Uh, Aaron's little sister is getting married, and then all of the the Thompson clan will be will be officially married off. And then I'm going to see the Nutcracker on Saturday. Uh, part of my favorite Christmas traditions is going to watch the Nutcracker Ballet. Say what you will, uh, it's it's one of the best best things that you can do during the holidays. So I'll be doing that Saturday night. Um, so not a whole lot of time to get full gear in uh, before then. So that's what I'm trying to do it now and. Uh, bring you that show for next week. Um, but that's the it for the football show. Stay tuned for the next wrestling episode we have coming up. And uh, listen, college football is coming to an end. After this weekend, we've got Army, Navy, and then it's bowl season, baby. So we're going to do a lot more NFL picks uh, within the next few weeks. Um, so hopefully you'll get enjoy that. 
Again, make sure you reach out on social media. Any questions, anything you want to see us cover on the show. Uh, we are coming, again, very, very rapidly to the end of Season 4 of this podcast. After the Royal Rumble, we are going to take a couple-month hiatus uh, to sort of reset, refresh, and come back and bring you some some uh, content that will be bigger and better than ever. Uh, so stay tuned for all that. So I appreciate you listening this week. Hopefully, my advice will win you some money and or win you a fantasy football game. Uh, enjoy this week in both college and pro football. For tap outs and touchdowns, it's your guy, Bully Rye, and I'll be around.